I'm ready. I'm ready for a new episode of the LCJ Q&A podcast. Lights Camera Jackson here. Thank you so much for listening. SpongeBob has been a part of so many people's lives, including mine, for its entire existence, more than 20 years on the air. And now we have a prequel series, brand new Camp Coral, SpongeBob's Underyears, that premieres Thursday, March 4th, on the brand new relaunched Paramount Plus streaming service. Joining me now are co-executive producers Vincent Waller and Mark Ceccarelli. Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. Hi. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you, Jack. (laughs) Good to talk to you guys as well. And you two have been a, a core part of the SpongeBob world for so long. Vince, let me start with you. When did you know that this was the right time to do a SpongeBob prequel series? (laughs) <laughs> when did I know? Actually, I, I think I really didn't fully know until I saw uh, the results come back. But until I saw it in real-world time, what was going to come back CG-wise, just because I had I had uh, seen other CG things got, not go so well on uh, television budgets. But uh, when I saw what our crew was able to put together and the, the overseas studio, I was suddenly, I, I relaxed greatly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it is a, a fully CG animated prequel series. Uh, Mark, in, in, it is a very cool CG style, and we've seen some clips of it and on uh, TV and online. What was uh, the trial and error process that you and the team experienced in making that CG look work? Yeah, it was the, the, the process was it was it was fun, and, and I, you know, like Vincent said, it was slightly nerve wracking process. You know, we, this whole thing was sort of fast-tracked. We, we, we did it all very quickly. When the, the CG uh, team came in and, and asked us, you know, what style we wanted, we had definite opinions about the types of styles that we thought would work well for the, for the show. So we picked them out, and, you know, we went forward with them. But the way CG works, you don't really see the, the proof of the, the, the final concept until the final renders come in of scenes that were from boards that were recorded months ago and so you we were way far down the, the the line on the process before we actually finally saw what the final look was like and uh, you know luckily it turned out like we thought it would and, yeah uh, i mean i mean going in literally in some of the first storyboards we were getting a lot of you know people were saying things like oh i don't think you can do that i don't think they'll be able to make a rig that will do that i don't i don't think they can get his mouth open that big i don't think they can get him at that angle and have it look like that but what they didn't realize was we had a, a crew full of people who have been working on uh, CG shows where they put a lot of work into their stuff and they really only get the, they get almost no emotion out of them in the series because they're just, they just don't expect as much from them as we do from SpongeBob. Mm. Um, and our crew was suddenly excited to figure out how they could make the uh, technology do that without, you know, making it super heavy rigs or on a movie budget. Right, right. You make it happen, and SpongeBob is so expressive, so you absolutely needed you know, those emotions to happen for this show, and, and you do that. And it's interesting, Mark, you, you say this was fast-tracked. Obviously, the Camp Coral uh, concept is in the new SpongeBob movie, which I've also had the chance to see and is a lot of fun. Was this series fast-tracked because basically looking at the SpongeBob movie and going, gee, that, that would make a series, and we want these to time sort of together and perfectly for, for releasing it. Mm-hmm. That was definitely part of the, the consideration. Yeah. But, but also everything in television, just in my opinion, goes way too fast. <laughs> you know, yeah. The pipelines of television are just like barreling forward. So we have like such a, a high level of quality that we expect out of our shows. 
at, at a SpongeBob that it's, it's always a, a you know a chore like working against the, the the tight deadlines that television demands to try and get as many bells and whistles as we can get into our shows. But yes, there is a Camp Coral element in the movie, and I'm sure the network really wanted to to have them kind of line up and come out around the same time. And if they were research and development to be uh, to to be certainly fast tracked, it was a, I I I akin it to uh, designing, sewing, and trying to put on your clothes as you're going down the sidewalk. But it all worked out pretty well. <laughs> That's a lot. You did it. You did it with this Camp Coral series. And uh, Vince, what were some of the challenges you discovered in making younger versions of these beloved characters that everyone has known for for more than twenty years? I mean, designing them so that they looked young, but, uh, you know, not, not too young. Um, but I think, actually, I think the main challenge was just, uh, you know, were the voices going to work? Mm. With, uh, because we didn't want to change actors. We didn't want to have children actors. We wanted, because SpongeBob doesn't just, you know, hit one level of emotional content. It's just written on the page. We usually have sometimes three or four meanings in a sentence and three or four different levels of what is funny. <laughs> Uh, and we really needed our usual crew who understand all of these things, who have been working on the show for 20 years, to be able to translate that for us. Something that we really wanted to avoid with this series is the whole baby spinoff trope where you, you age down your characters for a preschool audience. We, we know we didn't want to do that. We wanted the same audience. So we felt like a, a big part of that would be keeping our voice actors from the original series yep. in the show so that, like Vincent said, we could do the same kinds of more complicated emotional humor that, that uh, we do on SpongeBob. You needed that comedic timing, and it's so great that you've brought the, the, the main cast in because their comedic timing on the regular show is so great, and, and I'm sure on this one as well. And were they, Mark, were they surprised at first when they heard about this concept of the series and that you guys said, we want you to come on and to voice the younger versions of these characters? Oh, I think they were all excited to, to just keep yeah. the, the continuity going and, mm. and keep the characters sort of like their integrity intact yeah uh, they were all like for it they were all really into it yeah yeah i think and, they had you know, the was, same was, trepidation we did they didn't want it to skew too young right but once they saw the, what the you know the scripts that were coming through and then when they actually when they started seeing the the finished stuff coming back doing adr that you know their minds were blown and they were very happy that they jumped in with both feet all of them are really good actors so they were able to like yeah. you know inhabit these sort of younger characters a few of them we had to to, to nudge a little bit with pitching, but you have to be really careful with, with uh, using pitching because if you go just even like, you know, one semitone too much, it starts to sound... Suddenly like, it sounds like a robot. Monkey. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, just, we just used it very sparingly, nudging a few of the, the voice actors that have much deeper adult voices. Adult voices. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, were you guys working on the main SpongeBob series and new episodes that have come out recently and this series simultaneously or, or more focused on this for a period of time? We were kind of leapfrogging from thing to thing, but as always in animation, there's a lot of overlap, and now there's a whole lot of overlap. 
I can only imagine how crazy that must have been to to go back and forth between something brand new and you want to make sure it's right for the legacy of SpongeBob and to keep the core show going and make it right for the legacy of the show. That is uh, quite a challenge, but you guys have been pulling it off. It was also kind of easier to do it that way because we were able to keep our same writers that we're familiar with and mm-hmm. we didn't have to start from scratch yeah. on, on the new project. You know, we had our same Explaining writers. what the heart of the show is to new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's always very difficult. Yeah, to keep stability and all of that, absolutely. Vincent Waller and Mark Ceccarelli are my guests right now on the LCJ Q&A podcast talking about the new SpongeBob prequel series, Camp Coral, March 4th, Paramount+. Plus. A lot of people got uh, to see about six minutes of footage during uh, Nickelodeon's recent telecast of their NFL game, and uh, the scenes are from an episode with a lot of zany action and movement. Vince, how did it feel to put that sequence and that episode together and then for it to play uh, during halftime of a big NFL game? Uh, well, it was great fun. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge football fan, but my wife yelled from the other room, Hey, baby! <laughs> I can't run into the watch it. It's like, oh, yeah, it was great. Cool. <laughs> the reception for the, the NFL game for uh, Nick was great with all of the SpongeBob graphics and the clips and, and all of that. Uh, uh, so uh, happy that that was a part of it and thrilled for kids and for families to be able to experience all of that. And Mark, this is not the first time with this series that we have seen SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward in a camping setting. Of course, we have the camping episode, which is a classic. Uh, Are there some subtle references to the Campfire Song Song or Sea Bears in Camp Coral? Uh, you will definitely be seeing sea bears. Sea bears. Uh, I, can, I, can, I can guarantee that there will be sea bears. Uh, there'll be sea bunnies. There's uh, lots of urchins. A uh, lot, lot of more wildlife. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the camp, giant blue snails. <laughs> yeah. I can't say anything about the other to, to the other question, but definitely uh, the sea bears will be making many appearances. All right, all right, yes, that, that Campfire Song song is a classic for my generation and all of the songs from the, the SpongeBob uh, legacy, so we appreciate those so much. You know, Vince, when, when people come up to you or they ask you about working on SpongeBob, what is, is there an episode or an element of the series that people are most interested in learning about? Ooh, wow. Um, you know, people are always interested in the process, but really the, the most feedback I get from adults, at least, is thank yous from dads and moms saying, please, thank you for making this smart enough that I can watch it and not, you know, <laughs> and not feel like my day is being ruined, that they actually have things to laugh at and enjoy the show as much as their kids do. And, you know, everybody has their favorites as far as the characters and stuff, and I'm always surprised. It's like Squidward and Patrick were, you know, Huge favorites of people. It's like the, the well, the SpongeBob is like, but people just get focused on certain characters. I, I know people who ride around with you know the characters' little dolls in their car, of whichever one is their favorite. Yeah. Yeah, what what you guys have done is make something for kids and adults to thoroughly enjoy over these years, and I thank you for it, and so many thank you for it, because the humor and the situations are just just so good. Isn't that amazing that in your third decade of being a, a part of this show that it's just getting, the, the universe is expanding even more and more? Isn't that, would you have thought of that 10 years ago even, that, that it could get as big as it is? <laughs> Honestly, no. I mean, there was a point when we were working on the show where if if any script storyboard or anything veered away from just focusing on SpongeBob, we would get notes for, where's SpongeBob? But where's SpongeBob? We haven't seen SpongeBob in at least three and a half seconds. Mm. Um, but 
I think, you know, at some point the research showed that everybody, like I was saying before, people like a lot of the characters, and they're really happy to follow any of the other characters through their day to see what they're doing with this, just sprinkling of SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, so we started experimenting with that over, like, the last five years, like, doing more episodes that were focusing on the side characters, and uh, it just it opened up so much new material for us and, you know, new, new kinds of stories that we could tell. So, yeah, we're going to keep doing a lot more of that as we go forward. Okay, good. Yeah, I've noticed that with the episodes as well. And to wrap things up here on this episode, guys, Camp Coral being a core part of the launch of this Paramount Plus streaming service, along with the Sponge on the Run movie, great doubleheader there. What do you think this says about SpongeBob's significance in entertainment and significance to the Paramount brand? Yeah, well, everybody needs to laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. It's a, you know, we can't weigh something's importance. We just try to make give them something to to laugh at. Yeah, and I'm glad that, that people are still into what we do because we put so much into it. Everybody works so hard on the crew to make this show, and we all love the characters so much. We all feel like really lucky every day to to get to work on actually sort of an all ages really fun show where comedy is the most important aspect of the show, being as funny as possible. Uh, is, you know, our number one goal on the show as opposed to being pedantic or any of those types of things that you see a lot in children's television. Mm. So we're just really happy that every day that we get to make stuff that we love and share. My wife said, all I hear coming out of your room, and this is just, you know, with me on Zoom meetings and everything, she says, all I hear coming out of your room is laughter. (laughs) So much laughter that SpongeBob has brought us and that you guys have brought us. And now for... A new generation and a new series with Camp Coral, SpongeBob's Under Years, Thursday, March 4th on Paramount+. Plus. Whole family's going to enjoy this. I thank you, Vince and Mark, so much for your time today and for bringing us SpongeBob. Thank you so much for being on the LCJ Q&A. Oh, you're welcome. March 4th, be there, be there, be there. (laughs) Love it, love it. Yes, of Lights Camera Jackson. For more, go to lights-camera-jackson.com and lcj.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to the LCJ Q&A podcast.